Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and your future planning started yesterday. You need simple, easy strategies to create maximum results. This is The Scotty Show. Time to get your ducks in a row with Scott Leonardi, owner and president of Complete Solutions, Inc. As a certified financial fiduciary with 25 years in the planning industry, Scott helps educate you on how you can make the best decisions for your family and your finances and helps you get your ducks in a row for your incredible future. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. Scott, what is going on today? Hey, buddy. All kinds of wonderful stuff's going on today. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm excited to listen to what you have to say. Um, this is a little bit different than a lot of your podcasts. I mean, most of your podcasts are a little different, but this one's on identity theft. And I, I think is, that, is that a little a different subject. as in good. A oh, yeah. As I think good? it's a great one. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, this is a very, very good one. <laughs> you're a little different, Scott. Yeah. I didn't say you're a little different. <laughs> it, this topic is a, a little different. different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important, though, right? I mean, this, this is it's been on my mind a lot. It's actually happened to me recently. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to what you say. Yeah, yeah, identity thefts uh, really uh, caused a huge, huge problem, you know, for for a number of years. And I think it's just important people learn a little bit about more about it and and become educated, and then just take the steps to protect themselves. But uh, I mean, you can't listen into the news media or see something online or read anything that you don't see some type of identity theft uh, occurring and happening. So mm-hmm. it's, it's out there, very prevalent. But I think people don't know enough about it. Okay, so l- let me ask you your definition of identity theft. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, identity theft, uh, the interesting thing about identity theft is a lot of times people think that, hey, listen, um, you know, if somebody takes my credit card and they charge something on my credit card, you know, is that identity theft? They're pretending yeah, to be I, you. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If somebody takes your credit card and uses it, put a charge on it, see, that's that's theft. Oh, it's not okay. identity theft. See, Got identity theft is when somebody creates something and becomes you. They open an account in your name. Uh. They actually fabricate something. Uh, whether it's we're going to talk about the different types of identity theft, but they're going to fabricate something to actually be you. They go out and start a credit card in your name, apply for a credit card in your name. Mm. Well, well there, there you go. Uh, but just using your credit card to have a fraudulent charge on your card is not identity theft. And ironically, that happens all the time, right? So most people think they're a victim of identity theft just because of that. Well, no, that's just that's just theft. <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. But you know, let me ask you a couple questions here. See, see if you, you know, a little bit of an identity theft IQ, right? Oh boy. So, so just let me ask you a couple questions here. So, first of all, how much financial loss uh, is due to personal identity theft each year? Do you think? Just ballpark, approximately. Two billion. Two billion. Yeah, that, that's uh, not even close. Yeah. How about twenty-four point seven billion dollars? Oh, yeah. Geez. So over almost twenty-five billion dollars, and that's that's from the uh, Bureau of, uh, uh, of Justice Statistics. Uh, financial loss. Almost twenty four, almost twenty five billion dollars. Yeah, Pretty crazy, right? Crazy. Yeah. How many people do you think are fall victim to identity theft? You know, every year. Are we talking the U.S. or worldwide? Yeah, just U.S. Yeah, yeah, U.S. Yeah. U.S. Twenty million. Ten million. Over over ten million. These statistics are changing kind of on a, a mm-hmm. consistent, consistent basis. So, so it's kind of important to kind of understand. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of different terminologies out there talking about identity theft, but uh, there's a concept called phishing, and that's not F, but it's P H I S H I N G. You ever heard of that? I have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's when a scammer actually kind of tricks you into divulging some personal information, and that happens kind of all the time. You know, through telephone calls, through texts. Uh, you know, te- and I don't mean the state texts. I mean texts on your phone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, through emails, that kind of stuff, and it, it's just out there massively, massively. So it's kind of important to understand uh, that understanding the basics ideas of identity theft is, you know, it's kind of important. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. if somebody takes your identity and does something, so I. I 
like I said, this actually happened to me recently. I began receiving mail from a, a bank that I'd never heard of, and there was an account opened in my name. And I had to go through the rigmarole of, of reporting it. I had to make a police report. I had Obviously, I called the bank first to, to figure things out um, and put stops on my credit and all stuff. I'm sure it's stuff that you'll be speaking of, but that was just one incident. Are there different types of identity theft that you're going to be talking about? Yeah, you better believe it. There's, there's, there's really about six types of identity theft, uh, and, and those include financial, uh, you know, money financial, uh, social security identity theft, very prevalent, uh, medical identity theft fraud. Uh, that's becoming a big issue. That that really kind of blossomed, uh, you know, when they started the Affordable Health Care Act. You know, people call that Obamacare, Affordable Health Care Act. And and that year uh, when that started, a medical identity theft fraud actually took the number one spot. You think about this one main governmental website, and, and you know the IRS is tying into this, and all your personal information is going into this. And I mean, thieves, uh, you know, had a celebration when we created that wonderful website to sign up for your uh, affordable health care. So mm. medical identity theft, you know, character and criminal um, identity theft, big problem. Tax fraud, I'm sure you've probably heard of that. Mm-hmm. And then also a big, big one is driver's license, driver's license fraud. Really? I didn't... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, so financial is pretty, you know, kind of important to kind of understand, as, as we very well know. Somebody opens up an account, you know, in your name, and they start trying to charge things, or, or they start, maybe they, uh, you know, they rent a house in your name, uh, and, and all of a sudden they don't, they don't pay that rental, and now all of a sudden you get a judgment against you. You get some charges filed against you because you haven't paid the, you know, the mortgage payment or the mm-hmm. rental payment, and that's not even your house. So we kind of understand financial, um, you know, social security fraud is very prevalent out there. Numerous people met in our agency uh, just about three months ago. Uh, we were helping a person actually sign and, you know, kind of sign up for their social security, start getting their social security benefits. Um, and normally we could do that online fairly easy unless there's an issue. And, of course, big flags came up when that happened. I said, well, this isn't very good. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to call because we can't, we can't get past these roadblocks here. Well, come to find out somebody had actually uh, filed for his Social Security and had been collecting on his Social Security for almost two and a half years. Oh, my gosh. So, so here's a big problem with that. Here's this guy. This client's trying to get his retirement life started, right? He's trying to mm-hmm. file for his benefits, leave his job, start that cash flow, the monthly income coming in. And, of course, Social Security said, listen, we can't pay you. He said, what do you mean we can't pay me? So we can't pay until we get this fixed. I mean, we've been paying you. He said, no, you haven't. Yes, we have. No, you haven't. It's yeah. like the beer commercial, you know, tastes great, less filling, tastes mm-hmm. great, less filling. You know, who who <laughs> wins in that situation? You know, the Social Security, you know, the yeah, government, yeah. right? It's government, so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so it, it's, it, it took almost 90 days to kind of get it even in place, and it's still kind of there, but they actually were able to actually start his checks. So Social Security fraud has become, you know, just a monster, you know, monster, monster problem out there today. Well, it, it, here's the thing is that, and I'm sure they had to go through fixing this, but as I've learned from you on previous podcasts, when you take Social Security, they took it, what, you said two and a half years they'd been paying it. They took it at a lower rate than the guy would is going to be getting because he waited those two and a half years. So they had to probably fix that, and they probably had to pay him you know, back for the 90 days delay that he couldn't, uh, or I don't, I don't know how that all worked out, but boy, that would be a lot of hoops to jump through. Yeah, yeah, and you're you're just pretty accurate with what you're what you're, what you're talking about. You know, remember when you take Social Security early, you know, before your FRA, before your full retirement benefit, it's a reduction, and that's a permanent reduction typically for the rest of your life. So yeah, now we got, we got a permanent reduction, we got to fix, and mm-hmm. it just was 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 a, a complete nightmare. And yeah. we actually had one of our agents been with me for years and years and years. He had the same exact problem about four years ago. Somebody actually filed his Social Security, wow. and he's an insurance agent. He's a planner. So, but, you know, so, again, you can, people can be susceptible to that, which is, which is uh, you know, kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Yeah. 
you know, the next one we talk about is, is the medical identity theft. Like I said, it really took the number one spot in total identity thefts, you know, during the year that the Affordable Health Care Act come out, right? So now medical identity theft is actually scary in two ways. You know, the first way is somebody uses your information. They use your health insurance. They use some type of a supplemental plan that you've got. And so they get something done um, based on using your your medical information, correct, right? Mm -hmm. So the first problem with that is, A, you get a bill for something you didn't have done. So yeah. who's excited about that? You know, please pay us the 1800 bucks on your last surgery. And you're like, wait a minute, I've never had a surgery. Mm -hmm. Well, again, you call that medical, you know, that medical place, that, that facility, and you say, well, that's not me. And they say, well, this is your social security number, right? Well, yeah, well, this is your date of birth, right? And your last name is this, right? Yeah, well, this is you. Pay your bill. Well, it wasn't me. Yes, it was. It wasn't me. Yes, it was. So now you've got a big, huge problem in that scenario. So, But that's that's one part of the element that's kind of scary. The second part now is there's a thing called the MIB, you know, Medical Information Bureau. So anytime you have a surgery, a procedure, take certain medications, that kind of stuff, it you know, doctors and facilities report to the MIB. So they keep track of medical information. Hmm. So now just think, somebody uses your health insurance and has a procedure done and they have a certain blood type they had some type of a procedure done now there's a pretty good danger of somebody else's personal health information mixed in with your personal information wow. now, how exciting is that yeah. you, know, you get rushed to the emergency room you know you're on vacation you get rushed to the emergency room and they need to put they need to you know put blood in you right and, and they're thinking you're b negative and your your blood type is o negative right mm -hmm. because your records show this and this is something else so medical identity theft is, is a pretty you know, pretty scary, pretty scary type situation, medical identity theft. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So it's more than just, again, getting that bill, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the other one leads us into is character identity theft, you know, character and criminal identity theft. You know, so I've got some people tell me, listen, my credit's so bad, you can have it. You know, I, don't, I got a two, you know, I got a 200 credit score. You know, my mama won't lend me money. <laughs> you know, let's face it, if you got a 200 credit score, your mama, sh your mama shouldn't be lending you money, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, that's a bad situation. So some people say, I don't care. I got a bad credit. Who cares? Let them have it, Right. Well, here's the issue with character and criminal fraud. So somebody creates an identity in your name, right? Uh, you know, a state ID or driver, fake, fake driver's license or whatever. They go out and commit a crime using your identity, and now that identity you know, is left there or somebody sees that identity at this crime. Mm -hmm. Do you think you have some explaining to do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right. So it doesn't matter if you've got a poor credit score. You can still be affected by, you know, identity theft, you know, character, criminal, somebody actually using your information to uh, – to, you know, to, to get that information going on. You know, ironically, you know, the worst of the worst, you know, the worst of the worst thieves out there, you know, we all remember the hor horrific tragedy, uh, you know, of 9-11, right? Mm -hmm. um, September, you know, the, the terrorist attack. You know, ironically, 19 hijackers used 364 aliases to obtain 26 different state-issued DMV identification documents. So I think how scary this is. Some terrorist uses some of your information and, and, and creates a persona based on you or partially used. Now, all of a sudden, something occurs. Do you think you have some issues? Do you think you have some explaining to do? Yeah. Wow. How do you explain that wasn't me? Matter of fact, the Washington Post had an article uh, You know, when that happened, and they reported that a, a Great Britain man, he, he was actually suspected of training for the terrorists. He actually used the Social Security number uh, of a New Jersey woman who died in 1991. Mm-hmm. So I guess the person that passed away, you know, she doesn't worry much because obviously she's gone. But what about her family? Yeah. Right. And and what if they'd use a social security number of somebody who was actually alive? Mm -hmm. So character criminal fraud uh, is a big scary issue. I don't care if you have poor credit or you are think you're completely protected. Listen, somebody can grab a hold of your information on that and cause a pretty you know pretty serious type 
pretty serious type issue, right? Yeah. And, and, and of course, just like social security, us. just like medical, they have to go off of data. Yeah. The police, they're going to go off of data. If they, if they pull me over and I have a warrant, you know, out of Alabama uh, and I have not been to Alabama, uh, I've got a problem, right? Because all they know is that I've got a warrant. It's me. It's my date of birth. It's my name, so on and so forth. And it's not like it's their fault. It's, you know, they're doing their job. And so yeah, yeah, that police officer, he, uh, he doesn't care. He, he, his job is to get get you. Exactly. You know, let the judge figure it out. Let the court systems figure it out. So all you're going to hear is uh, click, click, bite mm-hmm. your head. Exactly. You're getting in the back yeah. of the squad car. You're, 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 head, you're heading to jail. So you've got a deadly theft issue and a uh, and and now a, um, you know, a criminal issue, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. You know, in today's society, we always say, you know, you're innocent until proven guilty. Right, mm. right. So that's the criminal aspect. You're innocent until proven guilty. But here's the deal with identity theft. You're guilty until you prove it wasn't you. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because all everything's pointing to you, right? And, of course, that leads us into tax fraud. You know, we all love our tax return, right? If you're getting a tax return, you love it. If you owe money, you don't love that. But mm-hmm. but that tax return, so again, the same person who thinks, I don't care, my 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 you know my credit's terrible, who cares? Or I'm protected, I shred, I do all that stuff. Well, well guess what? You know, there's a huge amount of tax fraud that goes on. So now somebody files a tax return, uh, they get your tax refund, you're waiting for that check. Uh, you, you call the IRS and say, hey, where, where's my money? And they say, well, you cashed that check uh, nine months ago. Mm-hmm. Again, how do you get into that situation? How do you kind of explain that? Yeah. Right? Causes some pretty horrific type situations. And, of course, that leads right into my last one, driver's license fraud. Again, it doesn't matter if you've got a great credit. You can have poor credit. Now, all of a sudden, you have a driver's license issue. Right? So, somebody takes your, you know, information. And if I wanted to seal your your, your situation, I, I take your information. I put my picture on it and your information. Mm-hmm. Right. So I get stopped by the police and I've probably done this because I've I'm a bad person. <laughs> you know, I mm-hmm. probably have lost my license. I got DUIs. I got all kinds of crazy stuff because why would I use somebody else's driver's license? Well, I probably lost mine. Right. So here's a deal. I go out and get stopped. Uh, DUI, what have you. You know, I take I, I'm arrested per se, what have you. And they're expecting me to show up for court. Well, guess what? I'm not showing up for court. Mm-hmm. Because it was me, my picture, but it was your information. So nobody shows up for court. What happens? Uh, the court's going to issue, yeah, of course, issues <laughs> so, a bench warrant. So now all of a sudden you've got a bench warrant issued in your name and it wasn't even you. That's right. And you've never now, been again, to Alabama. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never been to That's exactly right. So now, again, you have a identity theft problem and a legal issue. Yeah. And so think about this. I do identity theft workshops and, and you know, I actually market this to individuals because I think people need to have protection. I also do it as an employee benefit. But, you know, I talk to professionals all the time. You know, just think about this. How important is your credibility? How important is who you are, right? So you've got you, you you've got maybe you have customers, maybe you have clients, maybe you have patients, maybe you're a department head, you're a manager, you oversee PC people, maybe you're a very trusted person overseeing something at your work, and now all of a sudden something floats up that there's a warrant mm. for you. Mm-hmm. How does that affect you, your job, you know, your parishioners, your your clients, your patients? All how does that affect you? Yeah, absolutely, you know, massively. And you, it's easy to say, well, what me? Mm-hmm. And I want to believe you, but look, it's saying it was you. So again, the problem is fixing it, and then the problem is what is the ramifications? What? How does your whole life uh, is affected by that situation? Kind of the rest of your life, because some of that stuff floats around for with you kind of forever. Yeah, which is kind of a pretty scary, you know, pretty scary type situation. And it's kind of interesting. People say, well, you know, who's at risk? You know, who's at risk for identity theft? You know, I've had people tell me, listen, I'm not worried. I shred. 
I shred. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. You shred. You know, I protect. I don't get my information out. I don't shop online. You know, my information is just not out there. Well, listen, every single person's at risk. Every single person listening is at risk. And think about this. How many times in your lifetime, Eric, do you think you've filled out a job application in your entire life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All those job applications. And you put down your social security number, your date of birth, all that the last five stuff. addresses that you yeah, lived at. Yeah. You better know. believe it. How about utilities? Who said utilities in your name? Mm-hmm. You know, cell phone, uh, you know, electric company, all that kind of stuff. You know, huge. How about if you ever applied for insurance? You know, mm-hmm. social security numbers, date of birth, applied for a loan. You know, went to a medical office, a doctor's office. First thing they ask you for, right, is all your personal information, your health information, date of birth, give me this, put your last four, your social security number in there, all that kind of wonderful stuff. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> Let's mention a, a, a social security number. You know, people always say, you know, well, give me the last four, your social security number. I'm, I just need the last four. You know, and you think, oh, okay, I'm just giving you the last four. <laughs> well, you know, the, the first five are predictable. The first five is to say where you were born and where you lived. Mm. So the last four really is are the only four that are random. But yet everybody says, well, just give me the last four. Be safe. Just give me the last four. <laughs> That's kind of crazy, right? Oh, wow, but there's yeah. many times we have to use it as identification set type situation. You know, dental offices. There was a dental office broken into. I think it was in, uh, I think it was in Phoenix like two years ago, three years ago. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars of dental equipment all over the place. Computers, everything. You know what they sold? Data. Yeah, 2,000 client files. Yeah. That's what they sold. Uh, they'll get a lot more money for the client information you know, data birth, social security numbers, and that kind of stuff mm. than any of that equipment whatsoever. So for those people who think I'm just going to you know, shred, I'll protect myself, listen, your information is already out there. I mean, yeah. think of all the other places you, you possibly put your information on. You ever, you, know, you ever had a hunting or fishing license, right? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, mm. utility companies, I mean, uh, you know, every legal situation, meaning, you know, your birth certificates, car, your DMV, you know, your driver's license, uh, you know, you registered any cars, real estate, uh, military records, right? Insurance claims. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. my goodness, your information's out there all over the place. So really, it, it's not really, is this going to happen to me? It's really, you know, a matter of when. When is this going to happen to me? When can this really affect me? And that's kind of the problem with, you know, the serious problem with the identity theft. How about some staggering statistics? Want some of those? How about some staggering statistics? Oh, sure. Let's do this. Staggering. Give give me, give me some, uh, give me some effect. Staggering statistics, right? Staggering (laughs) statistics. There we go. There we go. There. I got to figure out how to do that. You you can, you can do that. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, you know, a couple real quick, you know, the IRS, now they paid out $5.8 billion in fraudulent claims. In 2013. So 5.8 in 2013. So mm-hmm. here's a good statistic. In 2020, they only paid out $2.3 billion in fraudulent claims. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's give the IRS an attaboy. Attaboy. I mean, they've gotten better, right? They've gotten better. But still $2.3 billion in fraudulent claims in 2020. Is that a lot? That seems... How is it possible? I don't, I don't. How is it possible? How is it possible? Yeah, I was reading an article, I think it was about a year and a half ago, about fraudulent IRS claims. And they had like 108,000 uh, IRS ret- fraudulent, you know, annual tax returns filed that all had the same address to, uh, to a, an address that I think was in um, Australia, I think, out of the country. It's like, how in the world do the 100,000 tax returns come into using the same exact address and nobody caught it? I mean, isn't that crazy? I mean, me, if I, if, you know, if I don't spend, you know, if I don't pay that 
$108 of IRS taxes I'm owing. They're, they're coming, the Treasury's coming to get me, right? Yeah. <laughs> this, I mean, they, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> now, again, let's get the IRS some accolades. They massively cut that down, but still $2.3 billion is a heck of a lot, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at FTC consumer complaints. I think identity theft uh, and fraudulent scams like that, I think that it's been one of the top complaints for the last 18 consecutive years. I mean, I mean, kind of ludicrous, ludicrous. Yeah. Matter of fact, in, in 2019, uh, four, 14.4 million consumers uh, had an identity theft issue, were affected by that. 14.4 million. That's one in 15 people in the U.S. Now, I'm not even talking mm. about in other countries. Yeah, re- really. You know, isn't that crazy? Crazy? Yeah. I mean, 33%, a third of adults uh, experience an identity theft issue in the U.S., a third of, a third of adults. And crazily enough, that's uh, that's twice the global average. So, hey, mm-hmm. United States, woohoo, we're doing better, right? And now, actually not, right? Twice twice the global average. Wow. I think that's because everybody's want their information. They got their information on their cell phones. You know, everybody wants to log into this, and they got discount cards and just kind of crazy, crazy stuff out there, which is, you know, kind of, kind of absurd, mm-hmm. right? Great, crazy stuff. A few more staggering statistics. Give me the give me the sound tone again. Staggering, staggering statistics. Statistics. I love that. So seven <laughs> seven point nine billion records were exposed in in twenty nineteen. Oh, seven point nine billion records, and that's thirty three percent over two thousand eighteen. So more, more. Wow. And again, some people say, oh, "Yeah, you know what? It's not affecting me. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't deal with those companies." Well, here's a couple companies in twenty twenty. A couple breaches just in twenty twenty alone. How about Microsoft? Hmm. Anybody use Microsoft out there? Everybody heard of them? And yeah. heard of Microsoft? <laughs> For you ladies out there, how about SD Lauder? SD oh. Lauder. My mom used to love SD Lauder, but they monster, huge conglomerate cosmetics, right? Mm-hmm. MGM Resorts, right? Lots of hotels there. I mean, maybe you think, well, they're casinos, who cares? Well, guess what? A lot of flow going through those, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever used that? How about this little tiny group called Facebook? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, pretty, how about Zoom in 2020? Oh, that's right. Zoom I had a about Zoom. Yeah, everybody's using Zoom now in 2020 because of COVID. Everybody's using Zoom. We had a big breach there. Magellan Health, uh, again, a huge mm. group. 365,000 people there were affected. And, of course, that's one of the recent health groups. You know, who remembered the uh, the other health group that got hit pretty bad? About Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield, the group accounts. Really? Massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little while back. Nintendo, Twitter. That's just in 2020. Mm. So guess what? Guess about 2021. Yeah, that was just a bad year, right? Everything's better this year. Well, how about just so far in 2021, how about Kroger? Oh, uh, Lord, yeah, really? Uh, Kroger's a big, huge uh, retail chain around here. I mean, I know some states have, don't have Kroger's, but Kroger's a huge retail chain. It's huge, How about T-Mobile? Yeah. T-Mobile, oh. yeah. Hobby Lobby. LinkedIn. Anybody use LinkedIn out there? How about Experian? Ever heard of Experian? Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> how about one of the credit bureaus? Credit bureaus, yeah. yeah credit oh, bureau. It's, it's, had, it's had, had a breach in 2021. Now, that wasn't as big as the breach in 2017. That was the first uh, credit bureau, Equifax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that had a breach in 2017, right? Hobby Lobby. How about CVS Health? You ever heard of CVS? Right. Mm-hmm. So you think of some of these massive breaches, and people say, well, you know, that doesn't affect by me. Think of any of those people I've mentioned. Have you done business with those people yeah. at all? I think every American could probably fit into one of those areas. Oh, at least. I mean, here, 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 yeah, here's back in the old days. How, how about uh, some other past breach? How about MySpace? Remember MySpace? <laughs> everybody had a MySpace account. You know, yeah. I, I don't. Even, I'm sure they're not even around anymore. But you know, everybody had a MySpace. You know, Big Daddy at MySpace.com email address. Yeah, 147 million people. Man, what mm. is that baby? Isn't that crazy? Right? Marriott International, Yahoo, OPM. For you governmental workers out there, OPM, well. Office of Personal Management, the largest. Um, you know. Uh, um, group of uh, 
um, employees for the government, yeah, they had a breach too. So, so Scott, I mean, all these companies that you're naming, uh, you know, you're well, pretty much every company that you're naming, besides like medical care uh, that you've talked about, pretty much most of those are adults. Right. I mean, I mean, certain companies like Facebook, MySpace, whatever, they have age limits. I think it was 13 at one point, uh, but we know people were signing in younger than that. But most of the companies you're talking about are adults interact with them. What about kids? Is there is well, there Eric, concern about kids uh, when it comes to identity theft? Eric, that, that I'm glad you brought that up because that that is an excellent point. I mean, anybody who has kids or grandkids, their children, they need to be protected. Uh, I think the FTC reported 140 to 400 thousand child identity thefts are stolen every single year. And the scary part is a chunk of those are by their own family. You know, some aunt uses mm. a little Johnny's social security number to get the, the electric company in her name because she messed up, right? And so it's so a huge problems that have happened out there. And here's the problem. I mean, a report come out that said ch- the children are 51% more likely to be victims of identity theft than adults, 51% more likely. And you think about this, who's checking the kid's credit? Who's checking that stuff? I mean, mm. the adults are watching their own, hopefully, um, but, but nobody's checking the kids. And so you think this happens to your child when they're four or five, and then when does the average person find out? When they go to apply 16, for credit at 18? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 16, 17, you're applying for school loans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, big. now you had a problem that happened eight years ago, nine years ago. How do you fix that? You know, that's the problem. I think I was reading an article that one of the largest uh, identity thefts against a child was $750,000. Uh, against a, a 16-year-old girl, $750,000 over five months. Jeez. So, yeah, kids should surely be protected. You need to make you need to pay attention to that because it, 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 be it can be a big darn issue, a big darn issue. So how do you do that? So, how do you protect the kids, and how do you obviously protect yourself? Yeah, well, here's a couple things to kind of protect yourself, and we'll, we'll kind of wrap up. This is a big topic, and I'm going to do an advanced identity theft uh, workshop too because there's so many different ways that people steal your identity, you have to pay attention. But we'll mm-hmm. kind of finish this up by talking about some of the steps to protect yourself. First, shred your documents. I mean, that's basic 101, right? Shred your documents. Stop leaving them lay around. You know, quick little story. Uh, in my office here, I'm, I was going out taking a bag of stuff out to the dumpster, and there was four or five of these, these gray-colored bags that I've never seen those before. So I'm like, who's throwing crap on our dumpster, right? And I opened this thing up and dumped it all. It's a whole bunch of somebody's mail. Somebody must have been moving, and they took mm-hmm. they just coming through it in our dumpster. But there was boatloads of stuff in there, including a tax return with social security numbers on it. Oh, jeez. Crazy. You'd think that's a number one, you think that'd be common sense, but some of this is not. Shred your documents. You know, protect your social security number at all costs. Ask people why they need it. Just because they say, hey, I need your social security number, it doesn't mean you have to give it out to them, right? Be cautious. Don't quit giving that personal information out. You know, monitor your accounts, look at your transactions, and just look for odd stuff. You know, when you're conducting business online, Use your own computer. Don't use your friend's computer. Watch the email where you're logging into your email. In these hotels, you know, the restaurants, you know, the free internet Wi-Fi. I never get on the free internet Wi-Fi. I mm-hmm. use my own database you know, as a planner. I, I've got my own private network. But, I mean, you can get on your phone, a secured, protected, um, you, you know, login account, mm-hmm. not all these free accounts. Uh, you know, kind of important. Never respond to emails asking for personal information. Mm-hmm. You think this is one of one's important stuff, but people do. People, people do that. You know, stop storing all your personal information on your cell phone and your PDA. You, you know, you, you, whether it's a it's a tablet or whatever. You know, you, people are storing that stuff all of the all of the stuff all of the place, which is kind of crazy, right? Check your credit score on a regular basis. Look for weird things. Look for things that aren't part of your situation. And here's another one. I know this is very difficult because uh, you know we have so many today. But your passwords. 
mm-hmm. you know, create unique passwords. There's different password companies out there where they'll help you protect all your passwords because every company wants you to use a password. And most of these crazy companies want you to change them every 90 days, right? You'd be amazed how many people today for their password use password. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Password 101, password 102, password 103, yeah. password. It, it's ridiculous because, again, you're trying to remember all this stuff, but that stuff can be easily obtained, which yeah. is which is kind of scary, scary stuff. So, again, you got to take some steps to protect yourself. You know, your credit card. Here's another little, little tip. Be cautious when you use your credit cards. Now, again, as I told you earlier when we started out, I asked you, hey, if somebody put a fraudulent charge on your credit card, was that identity theft? And, and of course, the answer is no. That's theft. But protect your uh, your credit card, right? One of the things that I do, uh, you know, the last three digits, you know, the security three digits on the back of your card. Mm-hmm. See, I scratch that off. I scratch that off. I remove that. Because here's the deal. When I'm using my credit card in restaurants and all those different places, they never need that three-digit code ever at point of sale. They only need that three-digit code when you're doing what? Using it as a, as a debit card. Well, when you're using it over the phone, see? So your credit card has that, you know, they say, what's your three-digit code? Yes. They're only asking you for that three-digit code, or I think America's Express has four-digit code, right? But most of the MasterCard Visa has the three-digit code on the back. What's the code? Well, that's to show that you actually have the card present with you. Mm -hmm. So you only Mm -hmm. need that when you're buying over the phone or on the internet when you're doing an online purchase. That's right. At point of purchase, you never need that. So, again, here's one of the issues. Somebody gets a hold of your – there's fraudulent people out there all over the place. You use your card at, at whatever, at the restaurant, got a cup of coffee. They photocopy that card. They write down the three-digit code in the back. Next thing you know, there's mm-hmm. a 50, 50, you know, there's a 65-inch uh, color TV <laughs> purchased at uh, Home Depot or whatever on that your you're credit not card. Enjoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. Now, again, that can be fixed. I mean, they have to fix you know any fraudulent charges like that. The FTC says that the credit card's going to make it good, but the problem is that causes problems and inconveniences and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, again, protect that. And you know what? Here's the other thing. A lot of people have six, seven, eight, nine, ten credit cards, and they carry all of them. What do you need to carry all those cards for? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, carry a couple ones for emergencies. Don't carry your Social Security card anymore. People, my mom used to say, don't ever leave the house unless you're carrying your Social Security card and your driver's license. Obviously, people, nobody should be carrying that anymore. So mm-hmm. that's kind of important. And, and the other issues, the last thing I could tell you is get a good identity theft program. That's the key. You need a, a program to protect yourself. And there's multiple products out there uh, that, that are important to kind of figure out. But but basically, those three, you know, there identity theft protection programs out there really fall into three categories. And again, I'm going to go over this kind of quick. But the, the identity theft uh, programs and protections are three categories. One's called resolution, resolution, and resolution. That that product just helps you fix it. It monitors your credit and says, "Hey, listen, uh, it, it it notifies you there's a problem." Okay, mm-hmm. and a lot of the identity theft programs out there you buy are resolution, meaning again they just monitor your credit. You have an issue, you have a problem, they send you a notification, they send you a packet of stuff, and you have to go fix it all yourself. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem, right? It takes an average of, I've seen different reports out there, anywhere from 150 to 400 hours to actually fix, to fix an identity theft problem. Jeez. So it causes a huge issue. So with a resolution product, you got to do all the work. You pay for any costs, and they, they'll give you some instruction. Mm-hmm. Well, why would you own a resolution? You can check your own credit and wait for something to happen. Exactly. Right? I mean, so resolution, I never use that. The other, other product is called a reimbursement. Now, reimbursement's better. 
you know, it typically gives you access to counselors, uh, but they're not proactive, right? They just wait for something to happen. But the problem with the reimbursement, a lot of times this is attached to a bank account. This is attached to your homeowner's insurance. A lot of times you might have a little plan on your homeowner's insurance. Mm -hmm. But the problem is if it's a reimbursement, that means you have a problem, you have an issue, you go do all the work, you pay for it, keep all your receipts, submit them to the company, and hopefully those receipts fall in the category of getting reimbursed. Well, first of all, who's got time to do all the work and pay for it all first and do all that? Who's got time to do all that stuff, right? So reimbursement, you know, it, the, that carries the whole full burden of actually clearing your name on you. That mm. makes no sense whatsoever, right? Reimbursement. Okay. Yeah. If you got some reimbursement coverage for free, okay, I'll take that. But I surely wouldn't pay for a reimbursement plan. The last one is called restoration. That's the best option. Restoration plan actually fixes the problem for you. So it monitors, and then actually when you have an issue, you have a problem, they step in and actually fix the stuff for you. Mm. And that's where the key is. They do the work, they cover the cost, they fix the issue. And again, on my advanced uh, identity theft class, I'm going to talk about a couple specific ones you should be looking at that I think are the top programs out there today and the most cost-effective. Because again, it's got to be cost-effective. But again, I believe everybody needs to have an identity theft protection program because criminals and crooks are only getting better and better and better about stealing your stuff. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. I mean, the old days, yeah, the old days somebody grabs a 38 and goes robs a 7-Eleven. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any 7-Elevens around anymore. <laughs> I haven't seen one in forever, right? But the old days, they, you know, they, that's how they do it, right? But the problem is, guess what? Armed robbery, you face all kinds of prison time for that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. See, now these criminals and crooks couldn't sit home in their underwear, drinking a beer, getting on the internet, stealing your information, making a heck of a lot more money. And the problem yeah. is, how do we find those people to begin with? Let alone trying to prosecute them and all those stuff. And the last thought I'll leave you with is this. People tell me all the time, listen, well, if I get a problem, I'll just fix it myself. I know it's going to take some time, but I'll fix it myself. Well, what's your time worth? I mean, mm -hmm. how, how long will it take you to do that? But think about this. You know, I live in Ohio, and so somebody steals my identity, and they're in Florida. And they sell my stuff to a guy in California. A guy in California sells it to a girl in Nevada. The girl in Nevada sells it to somebody else in Minnesota. The guy in Minnesota actually opens up an account in my name in Wisconsin. How do you fix that? Yeah, Who do you call seriously. What, what, I mean, what, what department, what police department helps you with that? I mean, mm -hmm. who you got to call? Ghostbusters? I mean, what, what are you going to do there? It causes a massive mess. It really, truly does. So again, yeah. who you are, your identity, your persona, uh, the value of who you are is that important. I think okay. identity theft protection plan makes tremendous sense. So we'll talk more about that in my next episode. So hopefully that was interesting. Got you thinking. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, Scott. Well, I know for your next episode, if I'm not mistaken, you have a special guest coming on, which will be a surprise. We won't we won't give that up. But on a future episode, you said you're going to take a deep dive into uh, identity theft and, and actually give some more tools and resources. But if somebody doesn't want to wait until that podcast comes out and they are thinking, you know what, this is something I want I want to get covered now. Um, how can they get a hold of you so they can talk to you and, and get that information from you directly? Yeah, absolutely. People shouldn't shouldn't wait. Uh, you know, starting the educational process. I want to get people thinking today, but people should not wait. You so please reach out to me. I can get you some additional information. And you can always go to my website, DuckDuckPlan.com. DuckDuckPlan.com. Uh, reach out to me. You can request some information on identity theft. I got a variety of different packets and some stuff I can send you out right away. You know, call the office eight six six eight six six again seven nine five one. And that number is on the website also. Or you can actually even book a time to talk to me. Uh, you know, from my website, you can book it. Or you can just go to Let's Talk Scott, Let's Talk Scott .com. And you can actually just pick a time whenever it's convenient for you on my schedule and just book a 
you know, book a telephone call with me and we can talk through some of this stuff. So absolutely don't wait. Uh, people need to be protected. Perfect. All right, Scott, thank you so much for your time today. Always great information. I learned a lot and uh, I don't mind being wrong on some of those answers because I know you're there to correct me. <laughs> as long as I'm not wrong. That's but, right. But I'm wrong that's sometimes right. too. At least I think oh. I was wrong once, but I think I'm, I think I was mistaken. Yeah, you're 12. That, that's fine. Oh, that's, that right. that's, right. yeah. <laughs> that's right. All right. Thank you again, Scott. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to The Scotty Show with Scott Leonardi. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Scott comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Complete Solutions, this is Eric Johnson reminding you, it's time to get your ducks in a row. Thank you for listening to The Scotty Show. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Live life like it's your job. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Complete Solutions, Inc. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice, tax advice, or legal advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. 